So your question to me is, what happens at the time of death of the body and in the moments thereafter? Can I ask you, James, why you want to know this? Well, the question doesn't mention the person. It's speaking of the body only. Um, I'm curious to know what um, preparations need to be made, if any, to facilitate the um, Merge, the merging of the subtle body with um, that which is beyond it. Okay, thank you. And I can tell you this, the person who believes in subtle body will always stay in trap. His, his knowledge and his belief that there is death of the body and the subtle body stays. And that what is that subtle body? That subtle body is mind. Your belief that you are an individual. Individuality doesn't disappear at death of the body. And it takes another birth. It will become a plant, an animal, a rock, another human being, whatever. Because it believes in its own individuality. And that is the reason, James, I was asking where this question is coming from. If this question is coming from the person who is preparing, what will happen after death of the body? then I can tell you at that level what you can prepare. Do good karmas. Do good to others. And then the next birth will be a better birth. That is my answer to the question coming from as a person. Death of the body is not death of the causal body unless you are Jivan Mukta, unless you are liberated in this warm body, alive body. And the journey continues. It is already continuing for millions of years and it will continue. What happens moments after death? Moments after death, the body doesn't go into the, the Jiva or that individual soul doesn't go into next body immediately. Sometimes there is a pause. Pause can be years, hundreds of years or few weeks. And the next body also depends on your desires, your attachments, your likings, even your dislikings, even your karmas you have done in on on this life. In this life, whatever you have done will decide and even previous lives also. If you want to stay in that trap, then this question is important. But if you want to be out of this trap, then this question is useless for liberation. Because for a Jeevan Mukta, 
for a liberated soul. There is nothing changes except conditioning of the body which keeps you in sansar is left. So it's actually leaving the body is the last thing what death does for your complete liberation. Vide Mukta, you are, you are also released from the body. That is the final emancipation. But for one who is still living in individuality and dies in individuality, then yes, the cycle continues. Then the law of karma is the most powerful law. Do as much good as you can. Keep positive thoughts. And then the next birth would be better. The one who is liberated has no question about death. He has already died more than what death can take you. You know, when we die, what happens? We actually don't die. Only the sthul sharir, only the body, which is anmaya kosha, which you can see gross, that only dies. Rest of the all bodies stays. There are five layers. Intellect stays, bliss sheath stays, prana stays, mind stays. So death cannot do that surgery, what you can do yourself. Death is not a complete death, while liberation is complete death. In liberation, you are destroying the instrument which makes you come back again and again and again. That is gone. That is destroyed by you yourself, by your awareness, by self-investigation, by self-inquiry. And once that is done, Who will talk about next birth or death of the body? More you are attached to the body, more your questions will be at the level of body. More you start staying as self, as a witness to things, as pure awareness. This attachment to the body Even this notion that I am existing in the body goes away. For others who are looking towards you, for them there might not be any change. They might still see the body. But where is the body? You know Bhagwan Ramana Maharishi, so many devotees when they came first time to him or one who visited him often or even the one who was staying with him. So many times, so many of them could not see his body. He was sitting in, on his sofa and there was some energy or the body disappeared and there was no body. 
when Sadhu Om, one of Bhagwan's devotees, when he came for the first time, when he entered the hall, he found that all the devotees were bowing on this empty sofa. And he thought, very strange, but he did it because he thought maybe everyone tries to just uh, bow down on that sofa where Bhagwan sits and he thought he must have gone for a walk. After a while, he found that there was some energy he found and then a body was being constructed slowly and a body was formed. Understand whatever we see in this world is projection of our own mind. If we are seeing Bhagwan in a form, it is our own mind which is projecting and making him in a form. We think him as a person. We think he is leaving the body. We know that his body had cancer. He himself is not identifying with that body. Body stays or body goes, doesn't matter. Your identification is the problem. And you identify with body, not at that sthul sharir, kosha. You identify at the mind level, which is also part of body, which is actually much more intense, understand. Mind is not just body, mind is whole world and all bodies and your concept of God. Everything is coming from your mind, this projection of mind. When you are in deep sleep, this whole world disappears. And as soon as the mind comes, the whole world sparkles. Just like at night you might have seen a dream in which you were an individual and then there were people around you and there was a situation and there was a word and all disappeared. Do you want to call those people, ask if they came in your dream? They will think you are a fool. They will say it was your dream. But here, then this dream starts, waking dream. We blame others for everything, isn't it? We go and fight with people. For our miserable life, we, we blame government, we blame others. Understand everything is projection of our own mind. Whom to blame? And to make this your own truth, there is no other way except to realize the self, to abide in self. And to abide in self, you have to use the same attention which is projecting outwardly in this world. You have to bring back that energy. That interest in word has to come as interest to know yourself.
not a 1% interest or 10% interest, 100% interest. In Hindi, there is a beautiful word or in Sanskrit maybe, Antarmukhi, looking within, not Bhayamukhi, not looking outwardly. When you look within, when you pay attention to the one who is saying I, this I amness, go there, watch it, watch it with your inner eyes, with your attention. Understand thoughts are not internal, thoughts are also external to that what I am talking about. Thoughts are for a person who identifies with the body and thoughts are helping that ego to project outwardly. For inward self there is no help needed from mind or thoughts. And to know that self, you just have to pay attention there. Understand there are two things. One is the substrata, base on which everything is projecting out. That substrata is you as pure self. And then there is superimposition of your mind on the just on the top of it, which we call as a covering veil, which is covering this Maya or this illusion is covering the truth. Why is it covering the truth? Only because of one reason, your interest in this Maya. Moment your interest is in the substrata, you start seeing that. When your interest is in self, not the word, then you start understanding and knowing the self as self. Self is not an object like things in this world. It is not separate from you. It is the end point. When you recede, you can't go back than this. Here things end. There is nothing else after that. Understand if the doubt is still there, there is something is still left in your mind. Knowing yourself is end of this illusion. End of this illusion will come when you have no interest in this illusion. End of this illusion will come when you have interest only in pure self. Mind of a jnani is like moon in 
daylight, in sun, when it is bright, everywhere is bright and you see moon. What is the value of that moon in bright sunlight? It is there but not there. It has, might have some utility but hardly anything of significance. Maybe until there is this body, because a thought to feed might help, to defecate might help. Something might be there, interaction with other images. It has lost its purpose. Be here always, pay attention here always. Stay in stillness from here, interact with people from here, work from here. And I'll tell you there is no paradox, you can still work, act, do. And when you stay here, you will understand that you are not a doer, no one is a doer. You all the time your living in mind makes you feel that you are this body, you have a mind. There is a compulsion to do. It is all your ego sense. Till you have an ego sense, you cannot see truth. Because that is the avaran, that is the coating, covering on the top of it. How to get out of it? As Bhagwan's put it down beautifully, only two ways, either surrender this ego by your devotion, by your bhakti, by your love or by jnana, by understanding that what you see is not real and what is real you don't see and what you don't see is you, just be. When you wake up in morning, you don't wake up, your mind comes back again into this beingness, projects yourself as a body and other bodies and the situation and this world. Even it also projects a, a God, that there is a God. Some people think God is there in heaven. Some people think God is a particular name or form. But I'll tell you, only this thing in this mind projection, which we think as God, takes us back home. That is the beauty of that God. Because you have some interest in that higher being, which which even we divide um, in Hinduism as Paramatma. So we even categorize as this um, ourself as separate from that. We call this as uh, Jivatma and that as Paramatma, as there are two different. We, our mind creates this division. And some people just stay at that division. 
when you have already accepted you are this body and you are not inquisitive to go beyond to know the truth then understand that absolute has no hurry to tell you that self inflicted bondage will continue that is why a rare person has this question within who am i whether it is coming because of inquisitiveness or he is not interested in things around him or whatever it is or grace we call it then he goes on this path of spirituality and if he stays on this path of spirituality with all honesty all humbleness he will get it you have to be mad for it and it comes because it is only there there is nothing else but if you are mad in this world even though you suffer but you love this world and you are trying to sort out only this world then you will not know the truth you have to choose one and then go on that path don't look back just keep going take all your situation to your advantage and i'll tell you this truth that whatever is happening in your life good or bad whatever your mind thinks about it this is the shortest path to know the self that is compassion of that absolute in everyone's case in everyone's case that is the absolute truth you are from where self is closest to you Madhuri you want to ask anything I can see the raised hand Oh yes and so this was a question I wanted to ask you and I sent a message but I think I did not convey it properly so Um, so my question i just want to uh, just a reconfirmation with you whether i have understood this correctly so uh, in ramana so uh, i was listening to surinagamma's day to day talks with ramana uh, in that people ask the same question to him and uh, like how to they don't understand that that self abidance so just to simplify he says the best japa that's the easiest way is the best japa 
is to just say, you know, in Telugu I was listening, he says, Nenu, Nenu, Nenu. That is like, I am, I am, I am. So he says, this is the best Japa. And then uh, uh, later on, like, you know, you start uh, understanding it. The same thing as Moji, and uh, Moji puts it as um, the I am, the initial part when you're starting, says like when you breathe in, say I, and you breathe out, say am. So this was the same technique again. And he said that the Maharaj, he mentions, or uh, even in the Silence of the Heart by Robert Hatton, Adams, he also mentions the same. So is it the first step where you start putting, as, uh, you start merging it with your breath, or you start as a japa and slowly as you become consistent, then you get into that real silence. So Madhuri, the question about japa, I have to be honest, I have not done any I am japa in my life. So I cannot say for it. And if you ask me about the japa, the only japa I know is Ram Ram, which is being used for thousands and thousands of years by people in different times and it works and it always works. Even people who came to Bhagwan, if you might have heard Papa Ramdas, the only japa he did was Ram 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 from Kerala. Yogi Ram Surat Kumar, the only japa he did was Ram 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 Ram. That has lot of power. And you can go more intricacies about Ra and Ma, what it means, how it uproots the ego. It is very powerful. You know what makes Japa powerful? How many people have done that for how long, in how many years? that vibration becomes so pure. So I don't know, I think Ram Japa was there when Ram was there, at least I believe, which was in uh, Treta Yuga, then Dwapar Yuga, then Kali Yuga. So it is a long Japa. Still now, there might be billions of people doing the same japa. Even right now, millions of people would be doing it. In their houses, in caves, in wherever. Why don't you want to connect with a japa which has so much of power? If you really are for japa. Sanjay, I was trying to uh, like say like, when I'm, uh, when I, when I sit in that silence, and you know, again the thought comes, and I see the thought and all. But sometimes, you know, uh, when I do like, when I say like, when I keep on like saying like I, I, it, it, it does it. Is it a better way rather than you know like using the japa as I? 
Uh, what could be the reason uh, Ramana and other like, you know, uh, uh, Moji or uh, Robert Adams initially says for the beginners that when you start from this world and then automatically you enter into that state of self-abundance the more you practice? I can't answer to this question because I have not done it. I have not tested it. And I can only vouch for Ram because there where I started as a kid and it helped. So if you ask me, they might be, all of them might be right and they, are, they might be absolutely right about this. But that is, I is not a japa. I know some people keep saying, who am I, who am I? Bhagwan has given us a very, very good clue about it. He says, when a thought comes, you ask this question. To whom this thought has come? And the answer will to me. And then put another question next to it immediately. Who am I? Don't look for an answer. There is no answer to this question, who am I? So I would say, don't make it as a japa. Just say, who am I? Or not say, but just feel whom this question has come. And see what happens. This really deep question will take you to the silence within you. More anything comes in life, you just put whom it is coming. Very intensely ask this question. And then put this question, who am I? If it, the answer comes, it is to me. Who is this me? And sit with that. It will take you to the source. You know, when someone knocks at the door, someone comes to your house. Someone answers from within, isn't it? That whom are you looking for? So it is at the knocking of the door at your heart when you put this. Who am I? And you leave it there. It will go to the source and source is silence. It will not come as another answer to anything. So it will take you there. But it, I don't call it as a japa. It is a, a question to this thought which says uh, to I thought. Who is this I? And it will take you to the silence. Because there is no one to answer, this ego is fake, false, it's an illusion. It stays till you don't question it. The moment you question it, it goes away. You have to question it. Nisargadatta Maharaj did Ahem Brahmasmi. That is what his guru said, Ahem Brahmasmi. And I'm pretty sure this 
you start my, my like that maybe ahem brahmasmi i am brahman but then you touch your own silence when you try to dissolve all thoughts onto this thing beautifully one of the saints told me long time back when i started doing japa he said japa is like um what do you call us in english uh, uh, which you rotate and the all the dust settles in water we used to do experiments in chemistry lab um you you dissolve it and it is like it settles everything so it is good for a beginner yes it is very good for a beginner for a beginner even pranayam can be very very helpful focus on your breath deep breath longer exhales which activates parasympathetic system vagal nerve relaxes the body relaxes the mind relaxed breath nadi shuddhi pranayam you know alternate nostril breathing it's very very helpful all these things are aids all these things are tools to settle your mind if you think you have to start there yes it is good that is why bhagwan always says that this path is for very mature seekers who already have so much of longing intense longing to know who have already gone through so many practices in past births or in this birth who have already quite in the mind who have no interest in this world so many people think bhagwan got liberated in a few seconds or within a minute or whatever and bhagwan says yes at that moment it was not even a minute it was very instantaneous though he explains the events as if it has happened one after the other but it happened so quick but again he says everyone that there was intense sadhana in his previous lives which brought him to this so if someone is getting like so easily so quickly he must have done something in the past maybe right now it is like an accident it just happened but he must have done something in the past so there is no harm in picking up whatever your intuitive mind feels that this will help go for it do it everything brings to the same and each to his own we should never say that this path is inferior or this is superior or this is right or this is wrong all paths are right all paths are good what is a path is for to reach at the summit to the peak and to reach a mountain there can be many paths
whatever works for you is the best. There are so many practices like what you are talking, Madhuri. There is Soham practices, inhale and exhale, Soham, Soham. That is same, I am. There was a girl in Bhagwan time, you know, a small little girl, with whom to whom Bhagwan gave this mantra, Soham mantra. And, and uh, I think she left body very young as a child. You can use anything, any tool. Even on Bhagwan, Bhagwan has given us variety. If you see People identify Bhagwan as self-inquiry method, isn't it? But Bhagwan has not given method. Method is second. First, he has given only silence. If you can identify with your own silence, what he used to give to people, when people used to come to him, he was sitting in silence. You know, so many people, we don't even know their names. They came and they got it. It's not written in talks with Ramana Maharishi. Because they came in silence, they sat. Bhagwan gave teaching in silence and they left and they got it. Everything happened in silence. So if to, they have to write in the book, they will write that someone came, there was silence and the person left. No question answer. Lot of mature seekers came to Bhagwan. Silence is the way. Silence is also a path, you can say. Recognition of the silence within is the number one. Then I should not call number one, number two, but I'm just counting them. The second one, which he explained was self-inquiry. Who am I? You know, put this question, sit with this question in your heart. Then comes the third one, which most of the time I tell people, because I think that is much easier because people keep asking questions and they get more trapped in mind, is self-attention. Paying attention to this awareness, which is uninvolved witnessing to things. And some people, what they do is they are watching as ego. And they are thinking they are watching as witness. But that doesn't matter. It sorts out itself very easily. Because you know, if we are watching as ego, it will come as thoughts that I want to do this, this person did this to me. And then you can see, am I impartial, neutral, uninvolved, or I am still involved? By These thoughts will tell us, these thoughts actually help us to know where we stand. And the moment you realize those thoughts drop and you touch your own silence, 
self-attention is also told by Bhagawan. And then comes other things also, japa. Yoga, Bhagawan only picked up breathing techniques. He thought breathing techniques is yoga. And you know, all of them are yoga only. But uh, in modern times, yoga is like Hatha Yoga or breathing practices. This is what we call yoga nowadays. In that he picked up breathing because breath and mind goes together. So when someone is saying that say I with in breath, I am without breath. Basically what we are doing, we are combining two techniques. Breathing technique from yoga and we are also adding I am as a method to bring mind to settle. But then you can use anything. Om Namo Bhagavate Shri Arunachal Ramanaya Om Namo Bhagavate Ramanaya Om Namo Shivaya Christ, Rama, Krishna, Mahamantra You can use any technique. People are using it. Millions of people are using it. And it helps. This technique, will it take me to a self-abidance later on? I let me practice. It is the final goal. I think you have to leave the practice one day. Maybe practice will take you up to that settlement of mind only. But I don't think practice could be the end of it. That is what I I have to say. I might be completely wrong, but all these tools, they are all tools. Tools have to be left. Bhagwan says this all the time, at the end, whatever practice you pick up, from wherever you pick up, at the end you have to come to this only. You have to leave that ego which is doing all the practices. And again you have to ask this, who is this I? And drop that I, surrender that I to self. Even in his times, there were people who stayed with him and then they took up their own path. Bhagwan never said to them that this is right or wrong. But he later told others that he has to go. Maybe he's not that mature enough to take up this teaching. But eventually he has to know this only. Whichever path you take. The self, the, the being in that I am or everything, will it automatically take you to self-abidance? Yes, yes, it will. But you have to, the practice will drop. Yeah, whatever you are doing will drop one day. And this is just, it is, whenever it happens, it happens, we call it grace only, you know. But grace comes to whom? Who has done some efforts? So in our hands, it is like you give any exam in life. You have to, you have to study hard and you have to give exams and the, and then results uh, usually I believe are proportionate to your hard work. So you do your work and let Bhagwan do his work. 
That's all I should say. But if you understand this thing that even who is doing the hard work, even when you are doing whatever, always put question, who am I? Because I have this firm faith that surrender plays a major role in self-realization than any practice. Surrender, devotion, bhakti, your true love. Because what is this bhakti, this devotion? This is intense love for that supreme self in our heart, which melts away our ego. And the ego sense gone, you are free. I will tell you only one thing if you can practice that. Stay as uninvolved witness to everything happening in life. From family, at work, bodily disease, even thoughts. Disengage. Take out your plug from this music of the world is going on. If you think it is music or noise of the world. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Thank you, everyone.
Thank you.